Welcome to the On Block, Off Block podcast, the podcast about working in and with airports. On Block, Off Block is brought to you by AeroCloud and hosted by AeroCloud CEO, George Richardson. In this podcast, George speaks to AeroCloud's head of people, Di Garrett. They discuss Di's role, how he's helped other companies grow their teams, and what's important to keep in mind as you hire people into a startup like AeroCloud. Guy, David, Garrett, welcome to AeroCloud's On Block, Off Block. Thank you for joining us in Collab Week. Pleasure. Um, Di or David for the purpose of the podcast? Di or David, never Dave. So never Dave. <laughs> I know that, yeah, that's from when I first met you, actually. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let's just start really with, uh, what's your role at AeroCloud? Okay. Uh, so this is month four for me at AeroCloud. I'm the head of people and talent. So my remit really is to come and build a people function. Yep. Um, hopefully build one, uh, that is robust enough to support our growth and our scale. Um, at the same time as delivering the best in service to the the people that work at AeroCloud. It's quite funny, actually, because we had you as a guest in our last board meeting, if you remember rightly, and you did a presentation saying the amount of percentage increase of uh, heads at AeroCloud uh, since you started as something like 400% or whatever. Yeah, it was 500% headcount <laughs> growth in 12 months. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but for those that don't know, AeroCloud last August was three people. Um, we're now sat here at uh, 19 or 20 um, strong and uh, we'll be before Christmas probably around the 25 mark. Uh, you've been responsible for a significant amount of those despite only being here for four months. Yeah, correct. So I was, I think I was higher number 12. Uh, and so over that period of time, we've recruited into tech, commercial, uh, core back office so across all the functions we've hired into yeah and um, we've also had some clever things like with part-time people coming in to help with certain projects yeah uh, we've taken interns and turned them into full-time uh, staff uh, here at AeroCloud and I think that's been testament as well to your flexibility as a side note <laughs> well I, I love interns and I think there's a huge amount of value that businesses should be utilizing from taking interns particularly ones that are like nearing the end of their degree or <clears throat> in the cases of one particular amazing hire that we've got that I won't name names, but she's brilliant. Um, doing an MBA. Well, um, we're getting a huge amount of value out of it. Yeah. And it's a bit like try before you buy, isn't it really? Sure. In the fact that if they, if they work out, then there's a potential of a, a permanent role with us. Yeah. It's try before you buy on both sides, right? Yeah. Because um, coming to work should be, uh, really of benefit to to both parties, right? You should be in a in a role that you enjoy and love uh, the company that you're working in, and vice versa. As a, uh, the company uh, owners or, or founders or whatever, they should really enjoy working with that individual. So, what's really interesting about working with yourself and and me not having worked with a head of people, head of talent uh, role, is that how often we speak. I mean, you're probably my most frequent dial, uh, certainly at the moment. Well, I think that I think one of the biggest challenges to a business that is growing as quickly as AeroCloud is that you grow so quickly that you're playing catch up with your people function. And 
in the early stages like we are having a people function that almost tries to run a bit ahead of the curve with the growth means that we get we can then have the foundations in place so the speed of growth doesn't actually stop the growth do, does that make sense absolutely like, do you get yeah. what i mean yeah yeah absolutely. so um so um and i, I like the fact that I, like you as the ceo you should have this open door policy and um we need to speak almost well literally almost daily yeah um as we're as we're working things out as we're um dealing with issues as they arise or planning and scheduling uh, and like we've said before in some of our uh, catch-ups stuff will go wrong and uh, i think it's a testament to a business like aerocloud is how you react when things go wrong yeah absolutely and we've not got it totally right and um, we're refining our process as we go along um we actually thought of something today that we we hadn't considered before and we're going to run with it um so yeah absolutely uh, i think one thing is quite interesting is so venture back uh, companies from from a seed stage obviously um, start with with no function in place, mm. um, but they are still operating uh, as a business. They're still selling. They're still communicating with their customers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So what we had to do is take a step back from our daily activity and then put a people plan together. You're now char- in charge of that people plan. You're in charge of tweaking it um, and speaking with Dan and Sharon about um, how we or how you articulate what we're going to need in the next 6, 12 months, right? That's how far we're looking now, even at a company at, at 20, uh, 20 people. Yeah. And that's that's kind of ridiculous in a way, um, given given the growth. And, and it's a really important role here at AeroCloud. No, I, I completely agree. And I think that um, there's, a, there's a lot of inputs that I require to some extent in order to tweak that that almost moving landscape of of the hiring plan and the growth plan um, as long as you've got an idea of where we want to get to uh, and what the sort of short-term goal is over the next 12 months by dealing working with the various heads of departments or the people that are in uh, the more strategic positions we can we can set we can get a plan together and yeah. we can work towards that plan um, and then like we've experienced already over the last couple of months um role ideas come up is this the right role for us right now or is it a role that we've not even thought about that we actually do need that can have impact straight away yeah. so there's 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 almost like a reactive element to it yeah um which which is all well and good but then then there's also the the the, the groundwork which is the proactive bit to it which is the planning bit yeah, absolutely. And I think that one thing I want to touch on is, you know, you're a southerner. You're from down south, right? No, I'm not. And Well, I know you're not from originally. We'll come on to that. We'll come on to, to who dies soon. But you live down south, right? I do. And you've worked at a business that's predominantly based down south, I think is, is fair to say, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the challenges that people, well, they challenge AeroCloud at is can we access fantastic people uh, to work here up in uh, effectively Macclesfield in, in a Cheshire village outside of Manchester, which is 40 minutes on a train. Um, so our value proposition to people has to be very strong mm. and they have to really love what they do and we have to build a great culture. So at this stage, um, what sort of culture do you see that we're building? Because we haven't quite defined it almost. It's it's a moving beast. Well, I think, I think I'm probably an example of that anyway in the fact that I live in Surrey. Um, yeah, I work for a business that's got a head office in Macclesfield. And for me, the excitement and the buzz 
and the reward and all of the gratification that you get out of working for a tech startup like AeroCloud is just like everything that motivates me. Mm. I think the fact that we're building a culture at AeroCloud that is inclusive. So it like it, if if you are motivated and you're mobile and you will come to the office uh, some days a month or some days a week, then we can accommodate that to make sure that you are contributing and getting something out of your role as much as we're getting something out of you. Yeah. So where you live in the UK, to some extent, isn't isn't or for that matter in Europe, right? Or for that matter and, in Europe, or in New York City, or, or whatever. Well, that's you know, we it. have and, multiple and people. As we open up more territories from a sales perspective, we're gonna we're gonna end up with a diverse, uh, disrupted geographical teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that will bring its challenges from a leadership perspective, communication perspective, keeping a, a harmonized AeroCloud culture. Yeah. Um, but to go back to your, your, your question around culture, I think I think as a business, every time we hire somebody, they impact our culture because of the size that we're at. Mm. Um, so that's why we've spent time or I've spent time trying to standardize our selection process. And part of that selection process at the moment is a culture check, which sits with you. Mm. Um, and that's a good thing because we want... A culture that is like I, lots of people talk. Like, I don't want to sound like a '90s salesperson, but we're building a culture of performance. We want to build a high-performing culture, and a high-performing culture for me is not one that's about um, have you done this, have you done that, um, are you achieving this, are you achieving that. A high-performing culture is is it performing around um, people living the values of AeroCloud? Mm-hmm. Uh, are people getting the, the the personal reward of working at AeroCloud. Mm-hmm. And if they're getting those things out of working here, then the performance comes with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I said and stated before, we're still learning that and uh, and shaping that as we go along. And uh, we've got definitely. some measures in place um, and metrics and goals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay, moving a little bit away from that, um, I'm very fond of uh, our investors, our lead investors and investor director, Chris Smith, and his partner at Playfair Capital, uh, uh, Joe Thornton. I do apologize. But Joe effectively was our head of people uh, pre-DG. Yeah. Um, Do you remember our first interview and do you remember that sort of process? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, well, I I I was not necessarily on the market, so to speak. Um, but Joe, very cunningly, being a very experienced and successful talent acquisition specialist, uh, and Joe's background is Google and Facebook, so he's he's learnt some of the um, the best tricks, some of the tricks of the trade. Um, really, it came from a, a, a very quick conversation that Joe and I had, and he got me very interested and very excited, and then very quickly he put me in front of you, yeah. and that that is that is the beauty about almost being um uh opportunistic about yeah the uh, moving on a candidate if there's a candidate there that's going to yeah. be right and he has mega energy right and that yeah, was yeah. that's genuine excitement about what we're building at aerocloud um and then i hope when you first met me and ian uh, that we showed you our genuine energy and our passion for what we're doing and i think that that comes across and i hope it comes across in every interview uh, of potential candidates that we have um that's really interesting because um, 
talk to me about your time at Market Finance. Because Market Finance is an exceptionally fast-growing business. Um, by all yeah. intents and purposes, a very successful business. Um, Absolutely. Can you um, give us a background to when you joined and, and, and the, the amount of people and what role you're in and then when you, when you left and how many people did you hire in, the, in that space of time? That's, that's, that's a, an interesting dialogue to have. Like um, Market Finance actually was Market Invoice. So they started in 2011. So they actually probably started before fintech was actually a word. Right, okay. Um, and so they are a very well-established uh, fintech business. But really, it was the end of 2018 when they secured their Series B funding. Um, and I joined very early 2019. Um, and then we went at market finance when they became multi-product and they rebranded through through a, a, a lot of a growth period. Um, so in not long, not much more than 12 months, uh, we went from 70 people to 140 people. Um, my first uh, focus was in the tech team and the tech team went from 15 to 45 across software engineers, data, uh, product. Um, and then I moved from being just tech focused into having the whole recruitment remit. Mm -hmm. um, so commercial <clears throat> operations and tech. And then I had some recruiters that were working for me. Um, the amount of people that I hired into market finance. Um, lost count. I, I, actually, I have lost count. Yeah. It would it would be dozens and dozens and dozens. Yeah. But that was a business that, and a leadership team that you're very fond of. I know you still speak about them very highly. Absolutely, um, and you learnt a lot there that that we've taken on at this business, and um, yeah, I think you had a good time there, didn't you? Yeah, no, I I, I loved it, and um, I think one of the things that was interesting was how we had to pivot during the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. and then that threw in all the other sort of various different things to work out, like how do you set up working from home, um, what do you do around furlough and pay cuts, and how do you communicate that properly? How you don't communicate it properly? What you get wrong? What don't you get wrong? Um, learning from mistakes. I think that um, market finance had some good values around always be learning, make it happen, and one team, one dream were their yeah. um, three values that, that they, as a business they lived by. And I think the always be learning bit is important because we're not just saying you need to be responsible for your own professional development, but if you make a mistake, learn from it, just don't make it again. Yeah, sure. Um, that's, that's... So yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm still fond of the people and my experience at market finance. It was a good ride. They're doing really well again. Um, and look, I, I've got an eye on them very closely because I've got shares in them. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's absolutely great. And I'm sure they'd be grateful to hear that as well. Uh, let's move away from uh, work a little bit. Um, yeah. What do you like to do outside of work? And, and for the viewers as well, tell us how you feed your vegan dog as well. Because that's always, <laughs> fascinating. That's always fascinated me. So, um, so yeah, look, I'm, I've done a lot. I've lived overseas quite a lot. So my, my background is interesting in that um, I spent a long time in Australia. I spent a long time in the Middle East. And we came back to the UK, I think, at the end of 2015, um, and I think it's important for me to just highlight that because I've actually loved being back in the UK. Okay. Which great. is which is counter to what I actually thought was going to happen. Okay. Um, so I'm loving being back in the UK and working here and being back part of the British uh, lifestyle. Yeah. Um, 
I'm a father of two kids. Max will be 14 in November. He's already five foot 11. Hmm. Uh, Millie was 11 last Monday. Um, yes, I am a committed vegan along with my wife and my kids. And yes, my dog is also a vegan. <laughs> but the cat is not. But the cats aren't. The right. cats aren't vegan. Um, and my wife makes the dog food. So From an allotment, right? Uh, well, we well we don't use all of our produce from the allotment. Um, we're so busy at the moment getting up to the allotment; it's not that easy. Like um, we get lots of letters from the allotment committee saying, "Can we go up and do some weeding?" <laughs> oh right, okay, it's overgrown. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, look, um, look, just a busy family man, really. I think. Great, absolutely fantastic. Um, okay, back to what attracted you to AeroCloud in, in sort of isolation. We've obviously talked about the introduction and the energy from JT at uh, Playfair, uh, how we met. But what really attracted you to AeroCloud? Because and, and, it's a big jump, you know. Um, you got to commute uh, for a week, a month, uh, yeah. remote work, you know, all these sorts of things. What were the main factors? Uh, well, without pumping your tires up, you were a big factor in... Oh, thank you. in um, in attracting me to the business um who are you going to be working for if if you get the um the feeling of energy and passion and belief and excitement then you can kind of get swept away with that so Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of one of the things that i try and convey whenever i'm interviewing candidates as well I, i hope that candidates come away from um meeting me being totally bought into the process because they can just see how passionate i am about um, sure. being part of the AeroCloud journey. But um, going back to the thing, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big believer in evidence-based hiring. So having somebody talking to you, working with you, maybe not in an official capacity before they start or during the, the, the hiring process, it gives you an opportunity to almost observe in it's real back to the time. Try before you buy, almost. Yeah, so. it, well, it is. It's like it's it's like the old-fashioned working interview. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, that situation. Uh, a business like ours is always going to have churn yeah. um, as we scale, as we get some things right, as we don't get some things right. There will be some turnover. Um, there are some benefits to churn, and there are some obvious negatives to churn as well. Um, and it's just how you manage that. So I, I was. The pre-series A scaling tech, I, the tech is important to me because I'm a bit of a geek. Yeah. So the getting to understand what our value proposition was to our customers, um, the, the market potential for our products, um, the global domination that AeroCloud like, really has in front of it, all that really excited me. Um, the ability to get in early on a business the ability to essentially take ownership for my function, which yeah. um, is really important to me to have accountability yeah. and autonomy and just get on with it. Um, and that's kind of almost a bit like a perfect storm, isn't it? Like that all these things were lined up out of the blue. Yeah. And it was like, right, well, this, this is just something I just can't pass up on. Absolutely. Cool. And uh, for those that don't know, we mentioned it in other podcasts, but we have a hybrid um, working schedule AeroCloud where the first week of the month is split between sales and tech. The second week in the month is everybody's in. We call it collab week. We referred to it earlier in the podcast. And then the third and fourth week is split between tech and sales and remote and, and, um, and non-remote uh, um, team members. 
But really, why is Collab Week important to a business like ours? And why do we go to the expense of flying people in? And why do we go to the expense of creating the axe? Um, and what is the axe? Um, right, I'll start with axe. So axe is a uh, a non-leadership-led uh, non AeroCloud experience committee. Yep. And essentially what... Axe is there to achieve is to influence culture and give the members that the, the people that work at AeroCloud an opportunity to have some fun, get together, um, be rewarded for their work and effort, and just help influence that that coming together culture, which feeds into Collab Week. So Collab Week for me is is is, is a brilliant idea. It's incredibly important because. We're going to struggle to build an AeroCloud inclusive togetherness culture if we don't have a regular cadence of the business coming together. Sure. Um, and you can do that with like a remote all hands, but there's nothing beats everybody coming in, um, getting to know each other on a personal level understanding what somebody else does in the business from a from a, a role perspective what they're trying to achieve the link between commercial and tech or yeah. the link between people and marketing or whatever it might be um without collab week it would slow that down whereas what collab weeks does is it accelerates us and it accelerates that cultural piece yeah i mean what what i like about it the the best, I think, is that the newer members, junior members, if you like, of the team have an opportunity to pitch what they've been working on, to chat with everyone. And I think that that's, that's a gem. And I think that that should be treasured that uh, that we have here as part of our... There's so many ideas that we can come up with. Like, like I'd love to do a Who Am I? Yeah. Um, and maybe uh, once we are a little bit more settled, we can start introducing Who Am I's to Collab Week, yeah. um, have spotlights... Yeah. Um, all of these wonderful things that we can drive internally that drive the right behaviors, reinforce the right behaviors around inclusion, um, opportunity, um, yes, performance, delivery, impact, all of the stuff that a business needs to do in order to be successful um, and kind of acts a bit like... Uh, like if AeroCloud is an engine, then things like Collab Week and to some extent the people function is a bit like the oil, really. Yeah. Jet fuel. Oh, the jet fuel. Jet fuel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's so people um, and building a proper team, a great team is just so important because, you know, we do a lot of customer facing interviews. Uh, our head of marketing does customer facing interviews. Uh, we do lots of retros. Uh, we're constantly assessing ourselves. And if you don't have people that share uh, the same passion for what we're doing, I think uh, we struggle and then we come across to the customer that we don't care as much as we do do, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So it's super important. And, um, you know, it's amazing that an SDR that started with us in the last three weeks will be speaking to a customer uh, in the next two weeks and has already been on customer calls already. And for somebody who's in their early 20s, I think that's just really great. And they might not get that opportunity uh, elsewhere, especially where we are uh, up north, if you like. Um, I, I think that goes across the whole business. Like you're not going to get um, even the more entry level software engineers that are in our tech team that will be working on problems that they're doing at AeroCloud in other large um, 
very siloed tech teams in big businesses, they're not going to get the opportunities that they're going to get with a business like a byproduct of growth is opportunity. Um, and I think that ref is reflected in the fact that you've got like younger people that are young, uh, people that are earlier on in their career that are coming into a business like ours, whether or not it's in a commercial team or in a tech function. And because they're getting exposed to so much more, <clears throat> excuse me, because they're getting exposed to more, then they're growing more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's one of the beauties of a business like ours. Yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, as we scale, more and more opportunity will present itself. Yeah, and we need to make sure we keep we we need to keep that as we scale, and that's going to be, I think, your biggest challenge. And that and that brings me nicely on to kind of where my last sort of question was is around the the goals that you have for um, the the head of people role here at Aerocloud in, in the next year and years to come. I think one of the main challenges that that me and you and subsequently it will be on your desk, I suppose, is is creating that culture at at scale. Um, so can we have that same feeling that we have now when we enter the office in Collab Week? Can we maintain that when we're 50, when we're 100 people, et cetera, et cetera? Well, the short answer the to that is no, once you get to 100. I appreciate that. So um, culture, culture tends to ch change when you get to about 100 heads. Right. Um, and I think what that will throw up is then a new pivot on how we manage that. Yeah. Like, Three years from now, AeroCloud, we could be sat at 200 people. We could be in uh, America, Asia Pacific, Europe, Middle East, Africa. We could have commercial teams in a, disru a, a disrupted geographical locations. And mm. um, all of those things are going to throw up a huge amount of challenges for us to maintain this AeroCloud value system and mm. AeroCloud culture. Um, but it's all about intent for me. So if there's a complete intention of getting to a destination, maintaining or, or keeping a culture that we, we believe in, then we will get there. Yeah. Um, and the scaling uh, will come in peaks and troughs. Yeah. So we will go through bursts of growth and then we'll consolidate. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go through another burst of growth. And, and it's just how we manage that, how we manage our retention strategies. And retention is a really important one for me because it's about people's personal development. Um, so we need to build in, we need to build in um, uh, AeroCloud learning and development uh, opportunities for people in the career, um, which comes from building out quite transparent career ladders. So people know what they've got to do in order to move and progress. Yeah. Um, so we've got transparency. And um, more importantly, like we're, we're, we're based around performance, not based around like being a beauty contest. Yeah, if sure. we can get all of that right, then the culture will grow with the with the business. Easy. Easy. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll yeah. do it. OK, yeah. fantastic. Well, that's a major insight. Thank you so much for uh, divulging that level of information and honesty. And I hope that comes across as well. Um, I've got some quick fire questions, which you might have already got the answer to. But for the purpose of the podcast, I'm going to ask you. I have tried to chop them up. I've been writing them actually um, down uh, as we've been speaking. The first one is uh, ski or sun or snow and sun or sun. Sorry. Sun. Okay. Uh, dog or cat? Both. You can't have. I'm only joking. <sighs> dog. <laughs> uh, tea or coffee? Coffee. 
And the most important that we've always asked that everyone's provided the correct answer to this so far. So please don't uh, mess it up. Uh, Greg's or McDonald's? Uh, Greg's. There you go. <laughs> the vegan sausage roll at Greg's. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, be, I believe there's a there's a maybe the chief exec is actually a, a vegan. I believe. Yeah, um, and the um, and the new head of um, food purchasing at Marks and Spencers. Yeah, well, we're a huge fan of the Greg's business. Greg's, if you are listening, we would love for you to sponsor this podcast with those pastry cards of unlimited Greg's for the AeroCloud office. Would be fantastic. I think the vegan sausage roll at Greg's is one of their leading products. There you go. There yeah. you go. Thanks so much for your time. No, pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the On Block, Off Block podcast from AeroCloud. It was hosted by George Richardson and produced by Dan Bond. If you have any feedback on this podcast or have suggestions for people to interview or topics to discuss, please get in touch at podcast at aerocloudsystems.com. For more podcasts, news, and information about AeroCloud, visit aerocloudsystems.com.